the pizza party podcast the rebel taxi pizza party podcast i'm pan pizza who are you people it's me it's nolan he's here i'm izzy i'm the worst no you're not (laughs) we love you izzy don't worry these commenters ain't shit (laughs) hang on let me just say to the commenters like we don't care you exist like we care that you watch our videos and give me money that these guys aren't paid though you give me money (laughs) but you all ain't shit you all are good for views and nothing else stop sending me asks you guys could fall off a cliff and like land on like a 30 foot long dildo up your ass die horribly and we would not know like no one would notify us we would not know anything would bad happen to you you do not exist to us so anyway who are you people (laughs) 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 it is introduction half kidding we love you just half kidding we i'll probably regret what i said maybe you know so who are you people Uh, i'm zoe stanley who the Uh, she's back i'm Back, yeah. Who are you again? I draw art, uh, like pinups, and now I also do uh, uh, comics for Slipshine, adult comics. Yay, what kind oh, of yeah. adult comics? Uh, I usually do, like, my demon characters uh, in like... sexy scenarios, and that's about it. Yay, and we have another mm-hmm. guest. Who is this person that we never had on here, but we've mentioned before some other times? <laughs> Uh, I am Iside Tape, formerly known as Anahol Resident from the Sonic the Hedgehog community. Of course, everybody is probably aware of my infamous Sonic 4 rant from six years ago, but I'm trying to go beyond that. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a myriad of things that I do in my spare time. I have a full-time job in brand and marketing. I freelance on the side designing album covers and posters for local rock bands, and I post comedy videos relating to abdl humor on youtube what is this abdl <laughs> just gonna fuck i knew that was gonna come up soon well, um, you know that's not a common <laughs> phrase you know it's like S- <laughs> totally funny snl comedy vi- videos you know <laughs> you you would think so but what? it's a different type of culture that you're probably gonna i don't know Words cannot really describe your emotions from what it involves. <laughs> what, what is this? What does ABDL stand for? I have no idea. I'm just a stupid idiot YouTuber. <laughs> okay. Um, ABDL stands for adult baby diaper lover. It involves the culture of returning to your childhood memories of dressing up and acting like a baby. Go on, Melanie Martinez. I guess, even though she's recently surfaced in the community because she's been on like YouTube and like platter, like uh, plastered on all these different merchandise and hot topics. So I don't know. It's kind of polarizing. It's it's gaining exposure of the community. But at the same time, it's like the wrong icon to represent. So basically what we're saying is Melanie Martinez, please KYS. Pretty much. I mean, Aww. that was a joke. <laughs> How dare you? I'm going to fight her. She's done nothing wrong except everything. <laughs> I appreciate what she's doing, but at the same time, it just doesn't come off as genuine. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's like a corporate adult baby person. Exactly. Yeah, there's no sincerity to what she's doing. 
She's only doing it for the views. I think she's banking off what Miley Cyrus tried to do. Miley Cyrus is a completely different beast, though. I still look back. I look fondly on her performance at that one award show because those those um, plastic pants she was wearing, they just kind of bend reality <laughs> like they gave her a like fake thigh gap. And I don't know how you do that, but they did it. It's bizarre. Yeah. I I'm still not over it. It's all attention grabbing, you know? It's like, they don't really, they know it's stupid. That's why they do it, you know? They're like, it's, I, I consider Miley Cyrus like Tom Green's little sister. <laughs> Tom Green? Yeah. Just living in that faded shadow. But besides adult baby thingies, what what was it that you also do, you know? Uh, I, I have so many jobs, it's hard to keep track. But my full-time job involves branding and marketing for a reputable tech company in Silicon Valley. Um, you know, designing like websites and responsive components for mobile apps and all that good stuff. But it's not something I'm very passionate about, but you know, it's a steady paycheck. Okay. So you have an actual job. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah, I could, yeah. If I could call it that, but you know, it's just, well, you actually make a living, you know, you're not just like working off child support or something, you know, you're not just, you know, getting checks from the government, doing your paper. No, no, thing. Not, not like that one adult baby that had a lot of controversy a couple years back. Wait, there's I another one. Is he? Is he your rival? <laughs> is he your Shadow the Hedgehog? <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know what show? There was a show on TLC called like My Strange Life. My was it My Strange Addiction? Uh, I, I think it was kind of like affiliated with it, but. It basically involved people that live bizarre and outlandish lifestyles. So there's this one adult baby that openly claimed that he was on uh, government support. And all he did was just lounge around in baby clothes and had like hired nannies take care of him. Were you just like, damn, that guy, that should be me. I should be <laughs> the one doing that. Honestly, a part of me thought so. But at the same time, I just... <laughs> I don't know. I live a life of balance. I have an adult life. I have an ABDL life. And I just can't imagine just being, you know, stuck in that mentality 24 hours a day when I'm a very productive and creative person. So that type of restriction just wouldn't work for me. Yeah, since you actually have stuff going on, you're actually a normal functioning member of society that happens to also have the diaper thing. Uh, to an extent. Yeah. I mean, I just went to a punk show last night, so there you go. I didn't know Melanie Martinez did punk music. <laughs> 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 Look, this is the only celebrity I know of that has the, the, the diaper thing, so we're just gonna... I think she is the only celebrity. Yeah, this sucks. We need more diaper, uh, diaper representation in media, you know? Well, then, this is a good segue. You should probably check out my YouTube channel... I side tape where I do comedy skits involving the culture. I do a lot of random shit, but also vlogs and advice through Tumblr and all that. So just to make other ABDLs feel comfortable about who they are and what they're doing is completely normal. And, you know, just try to create some type of edutainment type of content, if you will. Yeah. But before all this, like, what was the inter what did How did people know you from the internet? Well, my story begins many, many years ago when the Sonic the Hedgehog fan base was at a division. Yay. So we're talking like early 2000s when Sonic Adventure, Sonic Adventure 2 was just peaking in popularity. Mm -hmm. And it just created this dichotomy of classic fans and modern fans. 
Wow, you were so, there from the beginning. <laughs> well, like, f- f- for the 3D transition. It was not a pretty sight. <laughs> I mean, like, people nowadays look back on Sonic Adventure 1 and 2 and they, they say that they don't really hold up. Like, were there people back then who were like, the, the 3D games aren't very good at all. What the fuck is this? No one wants to treasure hunt with Knuckles. I, I think at the time it was very innovative because at that time games were just kind of going through a transition of like 2D to like 3D. So it was like a major leap in, ter- in terms of like progression. Mm-hmm. So while the N64 created the foundation, I think the Dreamcast kind of perfected it. Nah, I think the PS2 and GameCube did that. You know, Dreamcast was just got lucky. It's well, like, it was the Dreamcast is considered in the same era as the uh, PS2 and the GameCube and the Xbox. I'm not just saying that to blow smoke up anybody's ass. The Dreamcast did a lot of innovative. It wasn't the most powerful of them, but they had. I think it was one of the first ones to have like decent internet. That's true. Oh, it's yeah. on built-in 56k modem, uh, multiplayer. Yeah, it's it's funny saying that now because 56k is like fucking nothing. But yeah. well, you know, back then the it was Dreamcast. something. The Dreamcast was one of those things where it came out too late, but too soon. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was it was better than what was out at the time, but it came out too early to where it wasn't able to compete with the things that came out after it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that Sega always had that problem. They always were ahead of the curve so much that they just kind of like couldn't. Nobody could handle it, mm-hmm. <laughs> which isn't to say that Sega is like one of the best companies or anything because they're not. But oh. they, fuck, they fucking crashed and burned really hard recently. And now they're just like restructuring. They're like, OK, OK, guys, you want you want a classic Sonic game? Here, Here you go. Please take our take our collector's editions, which I bought, by the way. We hired a guy who made a Sonic fan game to make it. So, you know, it's got to be good. <laughs> and it only took them 17 years to figure out that they needed a co- contribution from the fans. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, I love it. It's just like, okay, we don't know how to make them. They do. Bring them aboard. Yeah. They know what Sonic. They know what <laughs> what, me- what Sonic means to people. Sonic. But this is this is kind of strange because the fact that Sonic Mania is a thing. That's what Sonic Four should have been. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no. I, oh, let's uh, let's go back to your video from forever ago. Why are you such a bully? Well, you brought it up. It's relevant to the situation. Hey, everybody. This is a not-hole resident. As you can see here, I am very pumped up about Sonic the Hedgehog 4. I've been getting tons of comments about it. The trailer was just released, and I'm going to go ahead and watch it live here on YouTube. Later. Where to begin? (laughs) The same ugly, stretched-out, green-eyed Sonic fighting the modern-style Eggman. Is that what he's going to be called, too? Dr. Eggman? Ugh! I'm so infuriated right now. This is a complete turn-off. It's, it's incredibly misleading. I, I think that's pretty much the reason I'm here, so I might as well go into detail about how this whole thing started. <laughs> yeah, let's, mm-hmm. let's think back to nine, uh, 2009 or 10. Seven no, or we, got, we, gotta go, we gotta go further back oh. because that's when the whole division and casualties were lost yeah. in the classic fan base. So People died, to... everyone. Sonic Wars. The yes, Sonic they, they, is serious. They, they died inside. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, so in the mid-2000s, you know, 3D Sonic games were really popular, and there's this division between classic and modern fans. And uh, believe it or not, I was a huge obsessive fan 
of the Archie comics and the Satium cartoon show. And I was just livid how Sega just completely ignored this gold mine that they were sitting on while just like throwing shit at the wall and seeing what stuck. Mm-hmm. And I remember just like going on message boards and joining all these Sonic sites, just ranting like crazy, wasting hours of my time, just trying <clears throat> to assert my opinion and how classic Sonic is better than modern Sonic. And it was just, it was just so immature. So when Sonic 4 was announced, like many years later, it's like, wow, it's the long awaited installment to Sonic 3 and Knuckles. This is it. <laughs> And then throughout their promotions, I just felt a little bit misled. They showed a bunch of 16-bit sprites. They said, this is back to the roots, a game built from the ground up. And then when the big reveal came, it was nothing what they promised. Yeah, I, I remember being excited, but I was like, uh, I was in high school at the time. So I was just like in my Sonic fanboy phase. And I was just like, oh boy, it's a classic Sonic game. Yeah, and I mean, and the, and they didn't even get the physics right. Yeah, either. I played the demo and like the jumping just didn't feel right with the uh, homing attack. It felt very like you're locked in place and then hit homing again, locked in place, then you can move around. Yeah, it just didn't give the gamers any choice. It's like you're kind of forced to use the homing attack. And you want to explain uh, the video that you made when it first announced? Yes, in fact. Uh... I heard about the trailer being released, and a friend of mine thought it would be kind of hilarious if I made a reaction video. Now, this is going to sound embarrassing, but at the time, I was a fan of the Nostalgia Critic and all those wannabes from Channel Awesome. (laughs) We all were. Yeah, Pan was almost. Yeah, it was a different time. We were so young and stupid, and now the outside Nostalgia Critic, all those reviewers aren't really known for anything they kind of just like faded out and i don't know what happened to spoonie what where, where's spoonie did he die he like faded into obscurity yeah he also he also uh made a rape joke to one of the other uh like like they they made a rape joke oh, about one right. of the co-creators and then they were like oh we kind of have to kick you out but you can still be part of our videos that's cool huh weird yeah "Quote unquote weird." Don't ever say that again. But uh, you can still be part of us, okay? <laughs> oh, but they waited a little bit before they like let them do any more crossovers. Yeah. Even still, that's just. Eh. Wasn't the person he said it to like someone underaged? No, that, no. It was just none of one. none of the people who contributed that guy with the glasses are underage. They're all over eighteen. Oh, yeah. Not that I would care. Anyway. So anyway, uh, yeah, I tried to emulate the humor of Doug Walker. The nostalgia critic. Oh, 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 oh! Did you, did and, you, um, did Eggman say he's gonna take over the world? And you rolled a clip of M Bison saying, "Of course." And the M Bison footage <laughs> still has the that guy with the glasses <laughs> text on the bottom of the video. Oh God, no! That was, I, mean, that I got was, sick of that joke at the very beginning. That was a very, very involved reference, man. You, like if, <laughs> like if you've seen someone do that, you know what I'm talking about. Of course. It was like this. He tried to create a meme when he first started his channel, and it just got so tiring after the first couple times he used it. Implying he never stopped trying to create memes. Do you remember that one review where he's like, guys, I'm going to make a new meme. It's called Frying the Coke. Everybody should use it. It's a really great meme, and nobody fucking used it. What, 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 is that? what was that? Um, there was this scene where the, there was like a tiger – like this was in the movie, so it's as crazy as it sounds. There's this tiger 
who jumps on a mine and it explodes. And then the heroes are like carrying like one of the main characters, babies like through this fiery tunnel. And then they use a Coke machine to like hide behind it and hide from the explosion. And then um, Doug Walker was just like, this scene is so cool. I'm making a new meme called frying the Coke. It's when something super ridiculously awesome happens. And you just got to say it's frying the Coke. And I'm just like, even when I was in high school, I was like, okay, buddy. Good luck with that. Well, the Isn't worst that- part is that's technically not a meme. That would be a trope, and it's not even a good one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Isn't that just like the same as nuking the fridge with Indiana Jones four? Yeah. Well, it's a different context. Still, um, still the, the same was- thing, same meaning. <laughs> what movie was this that he was reviewing? Yeah, was it like his own Kick Assia or whatever he? Called it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish. I do remember, though, he did review Kick-Assia later to try to, like, take the piss out of himself, even though it didn't fucking work. But um, I don't remember what movie it was. It was some kind of movie with a rapper in it who was trying to make an acting career for himself. Eight Mile? Oh, boy. Yeah, I th- maybe? No. I don't think oh. there were any tigers or lava and Coke machines in Eight Mile. Pretty sure of that. Let me let me Google frying the Coke and see what comes up. <laughs> Yep, Brian the Coke Nostalgia Critic. It even got a page in Know Your Meme. Oh boy, that's when you made it. It was oh, from the Rich Double Team, the Double Team movie. Oh yeah, that stupid ass fucking movie. Oh man, I want to see that. With um, was that? Hang on, was that with John Claude Van Damme and some basketball player? Yeah, I was a basketball player. Yeah. Not a- Oh, the, uh, what was his name? Uh, Dennis Rodman. <laughs> yes. Rodman. Oh, I, f- I keep forgetting. I want to see that. It's so it looks so bad. I love it. Of course. Back to your video, how you wanted to imitate a nostalgia critic style. Yeah, so I basically wanted to go in fresh by watching the trailer firsthand, and I wanted to be over the top at the same time. But the problem is that when the video was posted, everybody got the wrong impression. They thought I was being serious about my reaction, and they're like, "Who's this asshole? He doesn't know. He doesn't know quality gaming." And it's like he complains too much. And it's like it's a joke. It's a satire on Sonic. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And it's just I just got railed in the community and they just tried to, I don't know, do everything they could just to boot me out. And I was practically exiled from most of the <laughs> message boards. Oh, no. I like I imagine it's like Dark Knight Rises where they just take you out into like a frozen river and they tell you to just walk out into the frozen river and hopefully not fall through the ice. I pretty much equated to that. Oh, Everybody no. just said, get the fuck out of our community. Betrayed by your own kind. For some strange reason, Sega got wind of it, and they oh, turned that into a, into a green eye meme. What? Wait, yeah. what? The, the whole green eye jokes, it's from that video. Oh, no. Because, like, Sonic <laughs> used to have just plain black circular eyes, but now there's a black with, like, a green... Iris. Around it. A green iris, yeah. Yeah, so I'm not sure if you remember like going on like any gaming message board sites, and if anybody talked about a modern Sonic game, they would go "Green Eyes" and it would be in all caps. Oh my god! And that's pretty much one of the things I complained about, which isn't really relevant to the game mechanics itself, since we all know it's the physics that fucked everything up. Damn. So basically, what you're saying is you're Ground Zeroes. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> you and I gotta carry that for the rest of eternity. Yes, this, my- is, this is how people remember you. 
People, well, yeah, yeah, because they made an Encyclopedia Dramatica page about me. Oh, no. My, one of my life goals is to get an Encyclopedia Dramatica page. Oh, boy. Let's do it. Come on, everybody. I know you can do it. I have enough garbage on my Tumblr you can use. Oh. <laughs> yeah, surprisingly, I don't have one, but other crappier reviewers do. <laughs> I don't think I don't think you actually, like, talk about anything too much to, like, warrant it. Well, I don't know. I don't, like... Usually, all these Encyclopedia Dramatica pages start because someone gets makes fun of and they have a meltdown. But for me, whenever someone comments on my videos, I'm just like, okay. I think it also might be your persona. Yeah. Your whole, like, you don't react to anything and you're pretty much all ready to open to, like, attack yourself. Yeah. The other people who do get Encyclopedia Dramaticas are usually people that are really full of themselves, have huge egos. Right. And it's a way for the community to, like, take the piss out of them and bring them back down. Mm-hmm. And yeah. there's nothing to take the piss out of you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you follow my my tumblr i'm always talking about how oh man i hope i get laid before pearl does from steven universe you know because okay because personally i sort of have like a competition with myself and like i'm trying to like you know get a girlfriend this, wait get before a- you go on is this going to be really sad <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna play that uh kind that stereotypical of. violin music Kinda. Like, sometimes, like, I'm watching Steven Universe and I thought, man, Pearl is such a loser, she could never get laid. And I sort of had, like, a a competition with myself, just thinking, like, I bet I could get laid before Pearl does in the show, and sadly it looks like she's getting laid with that one hipster grunge girl. It's like, no. Way to fucking go, Pan. I got- I can't lose to her, I can't. I can't lose to this fictional character who's gonna get laid before I am. No! No! Also, remember, those stories are written a year before the air. Oh my god, so it's all set in stone. It's all been planned. <laughs> you, uh, you got a lot to catch up on. Please, anyone who's working on that show, don't let Pearl score. Please. <laughs> I can't I lose to her. <laughs> no. But yeah, I'm very I, I'm very open about how pathetic I am on, on Tumblr and stuff. <laughs> Just commenting. I don't know. It always bugs me when I see like someone more successful than me. I'm, I'm always like, fuck that guy. Thinks he's so successful. No, I, I'm the same way too. Look at that guy I going keep, to Cal Arts. Everybody is. They're just, it's just how well you can hide it. But for me, I'm I'm more open about how pathetic I am so no one else feels jealous of me or something. I don't know. I, I kind of have that same mindset too. It's like I don't want people to like get the idea that I'm like above them or like cooler than them. I mean, of course, I don't want people talking to me sometimes because I just hate people. But yeah. at I the same time, it's like just you know, yeah. I'm a dude. I just like making stuff. Oh. I'm, I also have my weird fetishy crap, but whatever. <laughs> hey, speaking of fetishes, Zoe. Oh, no. I what? forgot Zoe was here. I, I'm just here to warm Jim's seat, don't worry. <laughs> Zoe, do you have any uh, weird fetishes you want to brag about openly on tum- on uh, YouTube? Oh. Uh, um, you're a fucking asshole, Pam. You're, you're free to say thanks. no if you want, you know? I know, you freaked out when I told you. Um, like, I like... I have a full list, but I'll, oh I'll just say God. the one you freaked out to. Uh, the egg laying. Oh, Eggs. explain Eggs. that. Egg. Um... A lot of people like it in the sense, like, where uh, they're being implanted by, like, aliens. I don't. I like it when it's, like, poultry, like, like fully organic, like, chicken eggs. <laughs> what is going on? So, so it's kind of like Billy Hatcher in a way. What do you do with these eggs? Yeah. 
I uh, I have one. I, I stick it up there, and then I kind of like pluck a little bit, <laughs> and then I push it out. I have I have seen a lot of fetishes. <laughs> I, do, I, I, I don't know what to say anymore. Want to just crack? Oh, I don't put actual eggs. I don't want that to happen. It's like a it's like a paperweight or something. So like one of those ivory eggs. Yeah. One. Won't it get stuck? Oh, there are times where I'm like, oh fuck, what did what I do? But I, I, I push it. I can push it out. What the I get fuck? A little, I get a little shy when somebody's looking, but uh, don't worry. What? <laughs> what? What, what, what have I done? Who's watching the shit? This was all part of my. This was not part of my grand design. I was hoping like Zoe would stop, you know, like bragging about this, but oh, she's just open about it. Uh, you, you open me like. <laughs> I'll just, I'll we're just all we're you. all back to like an egg, man. No. So, you guys want to talk about fetishes? Fine. Here's my fetish. I like stuff getting wrapped up in spider webs. Oh, everybody thinks that's so fucking weird. Fuck all of you. I mean, yeah. God but, damn it. Explain what your shirt is, Nolan. That pill shirt you wear. What I've already that? explained it several times, but I will explain it again for the new viewers. The fucking pill shirt is not a pill. It is Jake the dog wrapped up. Pan wouldn't do that because that's a copyright infringement, so he changed it into a pill. The more you know. Minimalist. Dude. Minimalist. Wait, 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 wait. Real quick, all I would say was, I don't think the copyright thing, he just stole a song. Oh, hey, like, look, Frederator don't care. Frederator. I, I know, the, I know, I know now, but like when you first started the podcast, you're like, I'm just going to fucking take the song, whatever. The intro but, theme. But Jake the dog's off limits. Well, okay. look, look, I don't, okay, well, first off, like the intro theme is from Super Fuckers, the the cartoon show that we use, Super Fuckers theme song. And, you know, they ain't missing it. it. It was a failure It was financially, I guess. I don't know. But, hey, it's coming back in comic book form. Super Fuckers, look that up. Wasn't it a comic first? Well, yeah, it was a comic first, but then it became a web cartoon at the same time as Bravest Warriors, although this didn't catch on as well as Bravest Warriors did. And now it's back to comic form, which, hey, look, look into that, Super Fuckers. And also the comic American Elf by the same creator, it's a really good comic, a web comic. Yeah, I'm sure they would love to get plugged in on this podcast, Pan. I'm sure they would really <laughs> appreciate that. John Kolchaka, if you'd like to come on, message me on YouTube or whatever. You know what to do. This is a godless domain. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a family show, a family vehicle, so... Exactly. Issues. This was a terrifying conversation. <laughs> You're welcome. But is that all for egg laying? Like, didn't you have another technique? Um, what what do you mean? Didn't you have, like, you wrapped a condom around the egg? Oh, yeah, because I wasn't sure if it, if it could come out at first. So this was, like, my first, like, test run. Like, okay, like, if I can't push it out, I'll just pull it out. Uh, but now I don't, I don't need that extra help. Oh, I'm, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm a full, I'm a full chicken. Legit question. Legit question. How did you come to discover this said fetish? Uh, I love the way you said that. I was oh. kind of traumatized, I think. What? Uh, I, I got to see, like, two of my birds lay eggs, but directly afterwards they died. <gasps> and then oh. I had another one uh, lay, like, a clutch of eggs. She didn't die, but I don't know. It was just weird. And then looking up YouTube videos of, like, chickens laying eggs, it's just, like, so bizarre and I don't know it's like, intriguing to watch this is uh, that it kind of a, a fetish kind of developed this kind of like, reminds me of how Shigesato Itoi saw a rape scene in a movie and then he put like Gigas and Mother 2 
that's earthbound for the the people who aren't nerds you know that's a video game a video game save the planet in earthbound from nintendo there, there was a game out there that inspired Undertale, so go check that out, kids. Wasn't it just a mod that's apparently canon according to the game theory? Oh, that was such a terrible game theory. <laughs> well, to be fair, isn't every game theory a terrible game theory, Hong Kong? That's remember, theory. remember when he was like, okay, guys, Five Nights at Freddy's is based on real fucking murders that actually happened. <laughs> Look. It could happen. It's just a theory. Theory. Everyone says I sound like Matt Pat from Game Theory, which is a goddamn lie. No, Matt no. Pat's worst screeching voice that I can't stand. <laughs> One video I did like was the uh, MK Ultra video about Polybius. That seems plausible. Well, like the early, the early uh, Game Theory was so cool. Like um, finding out what island, Adventure Island is, things like that. That was neat. Now it's all kind of like this, like clickbaity, not really relevant to anything. And it's usually like he came up with the idea, and so now he's just finding evidence to like support his idea versus discovering something from the game. Mm-hmm. And then also, fuck this whole have a question in the thumbnail and then not answer it until part two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or like starting a, a channel on RedTube where you have to have have a paid subscription just to view his content. Hey, that's that's a little bit different. Uh, like, he's been very transparent about that. That was YouTube going, hey, we want to fund this thing. What's a show you want to do? That wasn't like him making a show and then putting it on there. That show wouldn't happen if Red, if YouTube Red wasn't a thing. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. I'm kind of and he even uploads versions of it that sneak peeks that you can still watch some of the episode on for free. Izzy comes to Matt Pat's defense. Like, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm like, I, I, I don't like. We see how it is. Either, we see how it is. I'm, I'm gonna be fair. Oh, you're gonna be fair. You're gonna talk about Matt Pat. Oh, Back. Matt Pat, please. Oh, fuck, dude. Game theory about my dick. Oh. <laughs> I want Matt Pat to come in and rail me like a fucking fuck motherfucking top. Hell yeah. Speaking of Matt Pat. Come on to the Pizza Party podcast and fuck me. No, no. Then everyone would, <laughs> would apparently get confused between me and him talking, apparently. Oh, no, he has no, confidence in what, his voice. What we should do is we should have him on, except he should be Pan and you should be MatPat. Oh, no. And see how the other portrays the other. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Gay Theory. Tonight, we're going to see how many eggs I can shove in my vagina. <laughs> but first... Let's talk about how I met the Pope the other day. <laughs> oh, fuck. Which was always a classic. Cause, uh, I still can't fucking believe he met the Pope. Well, let's put it into context here. Um, Basically, YouTube said, said to all these YouTube celebrities, Hey, come on over to the Pope's house and uh, bring a gift for him because we want to show how YouTube changes the world and brings people together. And uh, <laughs> Matt Pat decides the one gift that he should give the Pope is... A download code to the video game Undertale. <laughs> Look, it was it was a uh, he needed to represent gamers, you know. Like we're we're very, we're very underrepresented in media, you know. We're always shown as like nerds and like angry people dressed like Kevin Smith and shit, you know. We're just gonna give him a game. He should have given him Sonic the Hedgehog too. The fucking asshole. There's more to gaming than just than that, you know. Like we're a community. We get mad at review scores, and we're always mad at things. Come on, you have to understand. 
We're gamers. Hey, games are going big. Mario's now at the Olympics, yeah. and not just his his franchise with Sonic, yeah. which Sonic got the shaft. And we and we can't just ha- just let people like Jimmy Fallon or Jimmy Kimmel, whatever, make fun of us let's players. You know, this is this is discrimination. We can't ha- we can't accept this. This is bullshit. But yeah, so download code <laughs> for Undertale. The sad thing is the Pope does not cannot own any certain like computers or whatever or TVs or something. I don't know. So he can't play it. But, you know, it's a gesture of gratitude, you know, it's a hollow gesture. It's fucking 2016. <laughs> it's the worst year. <laughs> We're gamers. <laughs> you just don't understand because you're not a real gamer, man. Hey, back to fetishes anyway. So <laughs> this isn't going anywhere. Diapers. Yes. Let's uh, spin the wheel of fetishes. What should we talk about next? <laughs> uh, I want to know what Jim's fetishes are. Oh, I guess, I guess the other thing that kind of correlates to the ABDL community is that there's a lot of furries. Oh, boy. Yeah. You said something on the Mega64 podcast, which, by the way, I saw them at um, Anime Expo. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, and I, I told them, and they said to say hello to you. Oh, Yeah. Oh, wow. That's going to make my uh, my visit with them in November kind of awkward. Oh, are you going to go on their podcast? <laughs> uh, no, they have this annual event called Game Days where they have two days where you get to go to all-day panels of their screenings of their videos and you meet other special guests like Game Grumps or musical guests like the Aquabats because they're heavily influenced by them. Mm-hmm. But day two, you get to spend a day with them at Disneyland. So you're not going to be on the podcast and we have an exclusive. He's been on their podcast. Fuck. Yeah. Twice. Well, great. Now this, is just, <laughs> this is just sloppy seconds. What's that the was, point? What, shut the fuck up, man. Great. I thought we had an exclusive. One of my favorite, one of my favorite moments is one you cut out and they're, they get <laughs> so fucking mad at Kevin. Like, God damn it. We were going to have a grand fucking finale. Yeah. And then they fucking like, he that just like hides behind an arcade cabinet and they start throwing shit at him. Yeah. Sh- Sean was getting a lot of shit for that for some reason. Oh, yeah. Sean. Sean. Yeah. <laughs> I, st- I don't know what Mega 64 all too well, so. Yeah. No, it's cool. Yeah. Um, but you did say something interesting on the podcast, like how Sonic. Sort a lot of, of was- interesting things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you said like Sonic kind of just happened to correlate with the time this like um, community was developing. So it was just like uh, it just sort of like kind of went hand in hand with each other. Yeah, exactly. And I feel that, you know, the furry community kind of meshes with the ABDO community because it's all about like returning to this endearing state of time where you're younger. You watch cartoons, played video games and, you know, stayed home all day. So it's basically about like reconnecting with those euphoric times of growing up. And furries are basically cute and adorable. And you mesh that with babies who actually play with plushies and toys and stuff like that. It just all kind of connects. And since Sonic the Hedgehog is kind of a part of the furry community, well... Poster boy. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) Yeah. This reminds me, like, I was... A long time ago, there used to be these commentaries. I don't know if they still do them, but it's called Hellfire Commentaries, and they always comment... They still do them. Oh, yes. Okay, so... They were commentating over a Sonic, uh, one of the Sonic games, and uh, I don't know, they just mentioned, like, there was a, some scientific research saying Sonic is the exact color that attracts people with autism. <laughs> you brought this up before. I don't know, it's just like, that just stuck with me, and I just, I don't know. You, you gotta find that, you gotta find that, because they, they need to back up their uh, claim. Yeah. That's a very, very ostentatious claim. <laughs> It's very bold. Yeah, we got to make sure that's accurate. 
But I that mean, would that would explain Sonic Chew. Oh. Oh no. <laughs> Maybe we'll have Chris I've, Chan on the podcast someday. Yeah, no, what what really boggles me is the fact that a lot of people in the Sonic community kind of I don't know, they compare me to Chris Chan and I don't see any You have a job and everything. Yeah. Well, didn't didn't he like work at GameStop or something like that? <laughs> no, he, he maced a GameStop. Yeah, don't call anybody. I don't think macing <laughs> someone at GameStop is the same as working there. Oh, he, oh shit! Yeah. Well, wait, what did he do? He uh, he was um, Sonic Boom came out and everybody was in an uproar about Sonic's blue arms, especially um, him, her, whatever gender. I don't really care. So um, they um, st- um, she started coloring the uh, arms peach on the box arts in there. And a <laughs> GameStop employee was like, you can't do that. Stop that. And then he starts calling the police and then um, Chris Chan starts leaving and she's like, don't call anybody. And then she maces an employee and leaves. Holy shit. Yeah. He's just more of a train wreck than he ever has been or her or whatever. I haven't, I kind of fell off the Christian bandwagon like years ago. Yeah. I think it's in everybody's best interest to fall off that bandwagon. No. Well, that's, uh, I have no comment. I think <laughs> yeah. it was Eagle Raptor who said, or was it happy Harry productions? I forget. Some animators said that we have more documentation of uh, Chris Chan than there are of p- people who've been presidents. <laughs> that's like sad and impressive someone has like an entire archive of like chris chan when he was a kid on the news and like in like in lo- local news as a teenager and him all through his adult life her life like like he lives a very interesting life arranging from the fact that as a kid he won a kb toys scholarship or not scholarship but like a, a giveaway where you got to like buy a thousand dollars worth of toys um, at one point, I don't even know how they got this information, but like he changed his name from Christopher to Christian because a bear at a, like a, a mall, like a like a guy in a suit misheard him. And he took that bear's word as like a, a sign from God that he should be called Christian what? instead of Christopher. Yeah, I know. It, it's like documented. Like there, there's proof. Fuck. Everything's documented. He's, he's the he's our version of the Truman Show, the real life version. <laughs> But, like, yeah, there's these people that go through every single transaction he makes, uh, any, like, documents they can find. Like, they go through his email somehow. Uh, But it also helps that this guy is, like, really easily, like, like manipulated. Like, uh, you just tell him you're somebody and he just believes you and he gives you information. And now he has a Wikipedia. I know there were people who, like, pretended to be girls and, like... Chris Chan wanted to score, so he drove, like, several hours out of town to meet this person, only for it to be, like, just some guy pulling a trick or whatever. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah, I I feel, I, I mean... That's uh, that's kind of crossing the line in a way. Yeah, C, CWC isn't exactly the best person, like, because I work, I also work with special needs people, and, like... I'm not trying to sound like a dick or anything, but some of them can be like just mean by nature. Like I've worked with them before, but they definitely don't deserve that. Especially mm-hmm. like you don't deserve to be. Yeah. Well, yeah, because like I, reading the things, I teeter between between like feeling super sorry for the guy, but then also like he does really terrible things too. 
Um, so, because keep in mind that like it's neutrally documented, like everything gets on there. Apparently, he tried to run over somebody. Yeah. Oh, but that um, that also kind of raises a question, not to justify anything, but to, is that is it because of the way he's been harassed that it's just kind of fucked his thinking up even worse, or is it that is that just how he is by nature? You know? That's really a question of was it the chicken or the egg? Yeah, but you know, we may never know. Oh, I, this got this got really interesting. Shit, this, this it's like his entire life is like a Greek tragedy. Oh God, <laughs> it, it, it'll only become a full Greek tragedy if he somehow dies. Like oh, the oh. end of. Christ. I mean, not that I'm hoping for that, but I'm just saying that like. If uh, if he dies, that's just going to be fucking super tragic ending to this whole shit show. Damn. Yeah, because didn't his didn't his dad recently die? Like in two thousand ten or eleven? Yeah, I think so. We could check the wiki. Well, this is sad, but yeah, Chris Chan is most known for uh, his comic Sonichu, which is a comic about a Sonic and a Pikachu that fuse together to form Sonichu. That is a damn lie. <laughs> his comic starts off like that, but it slowly becomes a comic about his mental state and how he views the world. Quickly, he inserts himself as the main character, putting Sonic 2 as a side character, and slowly it incorporates people that he hates or have troubled him into the comic. <laughs> That's sort of my writing process. <laughs> oh... Can't wait for Loki Errol to get finished. It's almost done. Speaking of artwork, I actually do some recreational pieces on the side. So like I do have fun. a I do have a website if anybody's interested in checking out some of my work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go for it. Yeah, um yeah. Pan will include it in the link dump or whatever. He usually does. By the, yeah. His father died in September 2011. Dang. Speaking of um artwork. I remember the first time I heard of you was I, I was watching Screw Attack News. Well, Screw Attack Hard News. Hard News. Today, rumors of 2010 game releases, details on Modern Warfare 2 for the PC, and Charles Martinet talks about a plumber. I'm Destin, and this is Hard News. I miss Destin. Didn't he? Didn't he like transition over to like IGN or something? I don't know. And then I think J- Pro Jared before he became Pro Jared uh, took over. I'm Pro Jared, and this is my hard cock. Unzips pants. There it is on the table, right there. <laughs> <laughs> my hard dick. Dick. I'm getting nostalgic for like classic Screw Attack now. Yeah. Damn. Oh man. Well, Screw Attack was like the earliest, one of the first YouTube gaming shows. Like this was back in 2006 when everyone was getting started. Like there was nothing to watch for gaming on YouTube back then. There was Screw Attack. That was it. And Angry Video Game Nerd. And I guess a bunch of angry game trailers. Video- oh yeah, that too. And, like, a bunch of angry video game nerd wannabes. And, of course, the irate gamer, which gets way more hate than he deserves. Yeah, you know. He retired. What? No. What? Okay, okay. Compa- uh, one thing I can say that the irate gamer got over the angry video game nerd is that his name's actually way better. It's a double pun. Irate. Irate. Yeah, although I, it, I don't know. It, it, it's not a very good name to say out loud because I remember like, I was explaining someone to – explain someone irate gamer and they just heard i rape gamer what it's like no i rate like angry because i rate is actually a, isn't I'm, a word that people well, to be, use to be fair 
to be fair, my my new username, iSciType, is also a double pun. It's all it's basically the, um, the you know when you actually put on a diaper, you tape it. So I side tape because it's on the sides, and then I and then it's also it's also a pun on like side taping that I actually film on the weekends. Uh, so I do side. Wow, it's like combining oh, diapers and filmography. Awesome. Yeah, the two mesh together. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say though, I I. I mean, I can acknowledge that irate gamer is a double um, meaning thing, but I do not think Chris Boards is smart enough to think that. Through. Oh no, no, that was it was by no. accident. <laughs> I remember breakfast is ruined. Face it, breakfast is ruined. Oh man, I remember when I went to see Spider Man three. Like that was back in also when YouTube was starting. It just looked to me. I always thought Sandman and Spider Man three looked like irate gamer. <laughs> Because of that shirt. It's true. Just look at Sandman and look at Irate Gamer. They're, they, they're the same person. Hey, gamers. <laughs> Today we're going to rate some other third-rate app. Although, this this brings up one thing that I always hate about the comments is, like, there were some people who talk about how Irate Gamer stole stuff, which, that's true, there were some elements that he stole from, but other things, he, like, he's a reviewer, he has to commentate on a thing. Like, let's say, for example, two people reviewed Star Wars Episode One. And they say Jar Jar is annoying. It's not like one reviewer ripped off the other one saying Jar Jar is annoying. It's just they're, they're commentating on the thing, the flaws. You know, they're not ripping off the other one just by pointing out the same flaws, you know? Yeah. Because I get some comments like this and it's like, are you people stupid or no? Well, these people think so low of me that I'm incapable of having an opinion of myself. So it's only possible that one other reviewer reviewed something before me and that's why I commentate on these flaws. I don't know, you know? I, I think okay. it's just a matter of, like, perspective, because everybody wants to review the same game, but it's, like, their own take on it. Yeah. Well, for a while there, it was, uh, because, keep in mind that, like, during the early days of YouTube, there's not so many, like, reviewers, and if uh, a lot of people got really upset if someone reviewed a game that another reviewer already reviewed. Mm-hmm. Somehow, that them doing that, their own personal perspective, trumps everyone else's. Yeah. And people would get angry. And it's like, how dare you rip off this other person? And it's like, they, I could have played the game too. Yeah, I mean, just look at Rotten Tomatoes. Like, by that logic, we can just say only one of those reviewers' reviews is authentic and everyone else is just ripping off that one review. How do you feel about that, Zoe? Yeah, Zoe, tell um, us. I don't play video games You so have much. Such, so much experience reviewing. Tell us your She's review. the perfect gym oh. replacement. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um... Yeah. Well, yeah, people have a lot of opinions and stuff. It's like, it's kind of hard to be original or say original things that a lot of us do just kind of resort to the simpler words, too. Yeah. It's always like, oh, I agree with this person because they worded it much more eloquently than I did. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. that's kind of the, that. Uh, in addition to like having a shitty computer and like bad reviewing software, I'm like, I'm not that eloquent. I, I would like to make reviews because they seem like fun, but mm-hmm. I, I just don't have a, a. I can't think of an original style or any kind of original spin to put on it. It would just be like a hodgepodge of YMS. Uh, uh, some I of think that. you just gotta, issue, uh, well, you just got to start doing it, and eventually your style would just develop from there in some form. Mm-hmm. I think my issue with most of the internet reviewers is that they try to turn it into like a show where they have like some type of side plot going on, oh. some ridiculously <sighs> convoluted plot. Also, that? Linkara. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think he pioneered that crap. Yeah, he pioneered that. Oh. Thanks, Linkara. 
the I'm worst. on the podcast link car so I can rail on you and also rail into you if you know what I'm saying. Oh, hot dog. <laughs> the, worst, the worst is the reluctant reviewer. Yeah. Be like, oh, I don't want to review this. All right, so this game really sucks. Like, it's yeah. no, like, the best one so is I don't want to review this game, but you know what? I'm going to do it for you guys. Oh, oh I, I, I fucking hate that. It's like, oh, I'm going through so much affliction because you guys requested it, so I have to do it. Yeah. Oh, man. That, I think Nostalgia Critic pioneered that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, James Rolfe put a nicer spin on it in his Superman 64 review. He's like, I'm going to review this game because I like you a lot. Don't take that too seriously. <laughs> And he has a creepy zoom in. Also, um, another thing, going back to Linkar real quick, that, that he pioneered that I hate is the action scene in the living room. Oh. <laughs> it's just two characters, and it's the rule of 180, where the, the most basic form of the rule of 180, where he's just filming himself shooting at something, and then the other shot is the other guy, like, dodging it and then firing back. And then Whoa. it's just really shitty, like... Uh, um, not even uh, After Effects, but like uh, just particle like animations. And First of all, it's not him shooting another person; it's him tr- shooting himself dressed yes. Yes. like another person. <laughs> oh yeah, the evil, the evil doppelganger cliche. That's another thing I'm really sick of. <laughs> Mechakara had enough of fucking movie Bob's videos where he inserts a storyline. Fuck you, fuck you, movie reviewers, you pieces of shit. How many reviewers can we just hate on this episode? Well, this I don't is, hate movie Bob. I mean, I I liked his initial run on Screw Attack, but then it just got so overblown to the point where it's. Yeah, just get to the review. We don't need these poorly green screen effects. Oh, it's so bad. Oh. How will the review be over 10 minutes long and get all the YouTube money? <laughs> They're not doing it. Trust me, they, they did this before like YouTube's algorithm was for like l- video length. It's I know. It's like some sort of like, look, I got a story to tell and I got no way to tell it besides this video. Do you guys remember the uh, blockbuster buster? Yes! Oh, yeah. Okay, Hello, I'm Erod, and I'm the blockbuster buster. <laughs> I think he's still around. He, I, th- I think he is, too. Like, he, I, he was one that, like, immediately I didn't like, but he kept going, and people started to like him, but I remember, like, when he first joined, everyone was like, it was cool to hate on him. <laughs> but, like, because he's, he's, he's just this, like, wow. the problem with him is that he's such a flavor of everyone else's flavor. Like, he doesn't bring anything new to the table. And then he, he does all the same Lakara tropes of like having 15 versions of himself, all being different characters. Uh, he has a storyline where he's essentially, I think, Blade, but for movies. I don't know. <laughs> what? <laughs> God damn it. I feel guilty for this episode. Like uh, the views and opinions expressed here are of the individuals and not me. So get mad at them and not me for <laughs> Says the guy who started the podcast oh. with I hate <laughs> Okay, okay, look, it's people okay, it's weird. You it's okay to insult the fans, but like you can you can't insult the what the fans love, so that that's when they turn on you, you know? They'll take any punishment, but they'll be like, hey, you can't mess with this other reviewer. He's some fucking expert now. You know it's true, you know? Like you can tell a 9-11 joke, nobody cares, but you, you insult like an internet reviewer. Oh shit. Oh shit, what the fuck did you say about uh okay, here's here's the perfect so, so, example. You could say Sonic 06 is the worst game ever made, and there's going to be people angry. There's going to well, be people because it's not. That. It's Sonic Boom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Whoever thought it would ever come to this? 
Okay, so, uh, say Sonic 06 is a bad game. There's going to be people be like, no, it's not. It's fantastic. It's not even finished. Like, like it's, 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 it's proven unfinished. There's always that one commenter that says, am I the only person that likes? Yes, you are the only person. Now keep your comments to yourself and go fuck yourselves and your shitty tastes. Get out. Don't ever comment on my videos again. Sonic 06 was like the first time I experienced disappointment because that game was hyped to no end throughout 2006 it was rushed out for a christmas release and holy shit it was just a horrible game i mean glitches everywhere terrible voice acting uh it's just it's a scrambled mess yeah i remember when i was i was 10 at the time and i remember this game was kind of mythic to me at one point it was just like it was kind of like a lost media thing although of course i didn't really understand the concepts of lost media and games and stuff back then so i was just a little idiot but uh it was just like whoa this game is so cool it's like next gen mom can i get an xbox for my birthday i didn't i shouldn't have gotten an xbox but she got me an xbox which i'm thankful for and then i kind of gave away later but uh and then I got Sonic 06 was my first game. And I remember I was like, this is the pinnacle of gaming. This is what all games should be. And I was just too young to understand that it was yeah. a terrible game. Oh, the good thing is you eventually grew and realized how shitty it was. Unlike all the other Sonic fans who still think Sonic Heroes is a good game, which it's not. <laughs> no, that shading fong they put on the character designs. It just looks so polarizing. <laughs> Everyone looks so textureless, like they're made out of a wax candle. <laughs> Yeah, they, they look like they fell into like a vat of like wax or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know the Sonic game that I really liked that apparently no one else really enjoyed? Shadow I really enjoyed Sonic Unleashed. Sonic Unleashed is great. Yeah, like the, the Sonic HD version. It had its good parts. Yeah, the Sonic parts and everything else was shit. Excluding that last like level where it's super it's like a 25 minute long level. Oh, Eggman Land? Yeah, fuck yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Fuck that bullshit. But besides that, I roughly enjoyed most of the game. I mean, yeah, the the Werehog thing, I don't think it was as bad as everyone made it out to be. It was. I thought it was um, just, like, boring and lumbering. Yeah. Uh, I still enjoyed it. Oh. I enjoyed I enjoyed playing it a little bit more than I liked some of the fast speed levels where it felt like you were just memorizing what to, when to jump. What the fuck? My, my, versus actually playing a game. My favorite thing is uh, whenever a commenter says, you just hate the werehogs because you, you think variety equals bad. This game is changing it up, you know? It's like, if you have to add, ver first off, if you have to add variety to a video game because you're afraid the main game will be boring, that that, that says something about the, how crappy you think the game is. Second, just because it has variety doesn't mean it's good. Quality over quantity. I mean, if variety meant good... It, Action 52 on Nintendo would be the greatest fucking game ever. So <laughs> shut the fuck up. Quality over quantity. No, wait. Quantity. Qual yeah, quality over quantity. Yeah, that's the, that's the right order. Beautiful. Yeah. It's just flowed right out of oh, Yes, because I'm fucking, uh, like, I don't know. I'm glad this conversation, we're talking about this conversation because yesterday I was just watching videos of, like, reviews of Sonic Heroes, Sonic Unleashed, and I was just remembering back in 2008 when all the Sonic fans were just like, no, you can't hate on Sonic Unleashed. This is bullshit. This is a great game, and you just hate variety and stuff. It was this like, is the Redeemer from 06. Shut up. 
I, I was. <laughs> yeah. I remember pre YouTube, me being a reviewer online. Like I, I wanted to be a reviewer, and I just one of the one of my aspirations was to make a review on Sonic Unleashed and talk about how shitty it was. Like I wrote a fucking seven page long review on how <laughs> shitty that game was, how stupid the mechanics are. Yeah, and I remember I, I I didn't I was too afraid of my voice at the time, so I did try making a video review. You know, I knew I didn't have footage, but I knew Photoshop, so I just ripped off zero punk punctuation you know just still <laughs> images although i had more production value since i knew a lot about photoshop so it, it, it actually looked kind of nice i don't have any images saved but it looked nice and i made one like a snippet of a video as a preview and i used like a shitty karaoke microphone from like gr- uh, rock hero gr- gr- guitar hero or whatever just to give it a i don't know just to record a snippet of it like a minute of it just see how it'll go and i upload it to youtube and when i saw like one like the only person who saw it like there was just one thumbs down and i realized oh no this is awful and i just deleted it <laughs> one thumbs down is all it took and it just <laughs> and it ruined me <laughs> it just crushed oh, my man when you actually had shame yeah <laughs> <laughs> it was a different time but uh, wasn't there like some other Sonic spin-off games like in between Unleashed and Colors, like the Sonic the story book the storybook series Rivals? No, 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 not Rivals, but uh, Sonic and the Black Knight. You're talking yes, that game, that fucking game. Well, that's when that's when the four kids actors kind of like peaked, and then Sega was like, "No, you guys are fired by." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I remember by the time uh, The Secret Rings and uh, Black Knight came out, people were like, hey, you know, this Sonic game is pretty good, you know, please. This yeah, better- if you want to steal Sonic like a car. Yeah, <laughs> like, because pre- the previous game was 06, so we were just like, yes, this is a good game, yeah, and everyone looks back on it now and it's like, oh, that was a game. Um, Sonic's a franchise that won't die. <laughs> no, nope. it'll keep going. It cannot die, it can only change forms. Well, the beauty of Sonic really is that like it hasn't really had that many, uh, you know, critically acclaimed games, but it 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 lives just by um, user appeal, mm-hmm. you know, like people enjoying the character designs. Yeah. I mean, that's why all these games just shove as many characters in as possible, because like people love multiple characters. I mean, what's funny is that for the podcast, like I didn't get that much fan art until after the podcast started and suddenly more fan art started getting made because more characters more people to latch on to you know mm-hmm. I, I still prefer the freedom fighters because they're the original og yeah from the satm cartoon series Uh, reminds me um didn't you weren't you working on a project a long ass time ago which is how i heard of you like on screen oh crap i was hoping that i was going to be able to dodge this subject <laughs> you but cannot it just escape. keeps piling on doesn't it <laughs> yeah pan is a fucking bully everybody in the comments is, type pan is a fucking bully well, this is the howard stern oh, oh 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 this is completely unrelated but uh speaking of uh you jolted my memory nolan by saying um type in the comments so i found out my friend jake that i talked about previously in the podcast 
And I was like, oh, he'll never listen to this. Actually listens to the podcast. What did we say about Jake? Uh, Jake. Nolan told the comments to say, fuck you, Jake. Oh. <laughs> He's like, there's no one that's going to be that lame enough. To- oh, my God. I, I, I forgot. Like, what, what did Jake do? Uh, Jake told me about an episode of Powerpuff Girls that he, he he really enjoyed, and you guys said it was awful, and they were like, fuck you, Jake. And- <laughs> oh, yeah, the reboot Powerpuff Girls. Okay, yeah. I because I, I, I haven't been on the podcast since I, I hung out with Jake for his birthday or for a friend's birthday, and it was one of those things where he's like, like we're on a car trip to Chicago, a like road trip, and he was just like, "Yeah, so this this guy over here is on on a podcast. He thinks I don't watch." <laughs> oh no! <laughs> and I knew that would give you guys a little. It, it made me laugh. <laughs> Everybody in the comments type, we're sorry, Jake, frowny face. Does, does Jake animate? Uh, no, no. J- Jake, um, Jake's training to be a veterinarian. He's uh-huh. taking the longest trip to that that educational thing, but because uh, he's still in college. I think he's been in college yeah. for like 10 years. Whoa. Oh, man. <laughs> Some of my friends did, are, are having that trouble. Yeah. Yeah. But um, a lot of family trouble, so he just kind of like he's he's getting like a really cheap way in by uh, working at UPS and they're paying for his college, so it's not like a big deal. Mm-hmm. Well, that's nice. Should we be just yeah. talking about Jake's personal life like this <laughs> <laughs> tonight on the Jake Show? Let's see what Jake's up to. Honey, where are my pants? <laughs> oh man, Jake forgot uh didn't return his blockbuster <laughs> movies in time. <laughs> Got another late fee. What What do you think happened to all those people who kept the blockbuster DVDs when they all went bankrupt? Did, did, did uh, they get a fee, a fine? Well, there was that one story we talked about where that guy didn't return his uh, friend got fingered VHS and got arrested. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, going back to Sonic, uh, tell us oh. about that Sonic project you were working on. You can't escape. It's, you know, it's just like Sonic. It goes back in a loop. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, yeah, so... Since you did bring it up, I guess I might as well try to make a condensed version of this as possible. So when I was in college, I had the audacity to pitch a Sonic movie to Sega of America. And I was actually writing it amongst the other projects I was working on, like a couple months shy of graduation. So I felt that I wanted to do something that was much more fulfilling in my life instead of just like going out into the world and getting some lame office job. So... In tandem with my schoolwork and writing a script, I was incredibly busy throughout my senior year. But after graduation, I spent the entire summer refining a script. It was going to be strictly a Satyam movie that was a prequel to the TV show. And a lot of people I talked to said, hey, this might actually be a good idea. You know, Sonic's uh, 15th anniversary is coming up. So, yeah, go ahead. So me being in my mid-20s, fresh out of college, very optimistic how things were going to pan out, just blindly went into this without thinking about it. But strange enough, Sega got back to me and said, yeah, we're very impressed with this script. So just go find a Hollywood studio that's willing to produce it and circle back with us. And yeah, so I spent... The entire year of 2007, just like shopping around different studios in Hollywood, and it came down to Universal Pictures. And when they finally approved the pitch, they got on the phone with Sega of Japan, who immediately rejected it. Oh. 
So I was 99% like sure this was going to work because like all these studios were on board. Uh, well, Universal Pictures and Sega of America was on board, but Sega of Japan, they had the hearsay on everything and they were like, yeah, we're not interested. And then they just hung up within five minutes. Damn. Yeah. So I, it was like a short conference call. <laughs> it's, it's funny because Sega of Japan, like Japan doesn't give a shit about Sonic. So why would they care? Yeah. I think at the time they were just so reserved in their own business manners because it was back in a time where Sega Japan was so divided on what American culture wanted with the franchise. Yeah, it was very devastating. I wasted thousands of dollars just on traveling alone. Ugh. Oh, man. I'm sorry, dude. That fucking sucks. Yeah, Damn. but then when um, I came home defeated, I, I got a message from somebody from DeviantArt. Um, I'm not going to say his name because he's kind of infamous in the fan base as well. Oh, he's a good sign. A message from DeviantArt. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, yeah, I heard about what happened. And, well, you read my MySpace uh, <laughs> updates. So, yeah, I'm really dating myself here. So. <laughs> so I posted on MySpace how I just got back from Hollywood. I'm very exhausted. I wasted my own money trying to get a movie pitch, but it failed. And a lot of people on MySpace secretly knew what I was working on. So apparently this person from MySpace was also on my DeviantArt account. So he sent me a private message saying, hey, I heard what happened. Um, it really sucks. But I have an idea how we could build this up again. Let's turn it into a fan film. Let's, let's get some other people on board. Let's, let's contact voice actors from Craigslist. I got some friends of my own. We'll get this made within like a couple months. It's like, well, I do appreciate the gesture, but, you know, I think I just want to pursue what I want to do now. Just work in the music industry, help promote local bands, design their album covers, because that's what I'm mostly passionate about. But then he just kept on drilling me. It's like, hey, I hear some ideas how I could fix the script. And then he kept sending me all these different contacts from other people he knew. And I just kind of caved in. It's like. You know, I spent so much time on this. I don't want it to go to waste, so let's fucking do this. <laughs> and from day one, when we started production, everything just went to shit. The people he brought on board were also infamous in the community where they always got, like, razzed and hassled and teased and shit for their own opinions on Sonic, you know, because it's so mature. So... They kept posting updates on their page. I was like, no, let's keep this between us. Let's not show anything until it's done. But then that just created more internet drama. People started sending us death threats. It's like, that's not what Sonic is about. This Saturday bullshit. Stop living in the past. Stopping shadows. And I, I just got... Oh, oh good one. <laughs> Puns everywhere. <laughs> so... All of a sudden, I got my inbox flooded with death threats and just like mean-spirited comments. It's like, I just want to make a movie. Shit. <laughs> so then finally, when we had one scene animated, we posted it on YouTube and it got so many negative comments oh. that it just it just ruined my confidence in myself as a as a designer, an artist, anybody that's ingrained in multimedia i just felt like i was i was defeated i didn't know where to go from here because i've invested so much time and effort into this and it was a complete failure and 
after many years of being a part of the Sonic uh, community itself, especially with the message boards and everything, I decided to finally leave. Mm-hmm. So it's and then, the <laughs> this is going to sound kind of strange, but this kind of led to my short-lived obsession with <laughs> My Little Pony. Look, it was the 2010s. We all did that. Yeah, and I, and I say short-lived because it was only about like a year or maybe two because I actually went to these brony meetups and that's what immediately turned me off from the fan base. Oh, no. They were just too obnoxious. Yeah. I can imagine those can get awkward very fast. Well, it's like all they did was like spout internet memes in public settings and <laughs> kept calling attention to themselves. They just seemed so socially inept. I just couldn't be with these people. Damn. That, rem- that reminds me of when I was with my friend Spo, he, who was on the podcast earlier, and I decided to mess with him. <laughs> I was on a, we were doing this loop to loop roller coaster. It's like a, just a stationary loop to loop, and it just like the inertia carries you around it. I decided to scream, I'm Sonic the Hedgehog. And he was like, Nolan, why did you do that? <laughs> and I was like, I had to. Oh just, just. To <laughs> yeah, so, so basically after I departed from the Sonic fan base, I basically disconnected myself from like every type of fan base out there. I was just posting strictly on my official site, Facebook and Twitter. And that was about it. Hmm. Damn. Yeah. I mean, getting um, getting away from uh, fan bases is probably the best idea because fan bases are terrible. It was the best decision I've ever made because it enabled me to like be more social. I could engage in other activities, focus more on my career, and I it was for the best. I got a better job. I moved out of my parents' place, and I think things are kind of looking up. Wow! So quitting a fan base has actually helped your life. Advice. It had some, yeah, it, it had some positive effects. Yes, advice to everyone here, don't join a fan base, it'll ruin you. So basically what we're saying is what Pan said earlier has come full circle. Yeah. <laughs> like a loop, like Sonic. God damn it. A Mobius loop. Damn. You know, you know where that quote's from, right? No. Where? There was this rapper back in the late 2000s, his name was like, uh, what was, uh, shit. Uh, Christ- Christopher Hardson or something. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. I'm probably butchering that name, but basically it was this, it was this rapper that did nothing about Sonic the Hedgehog um, related stories and shit like that. And he did this interview on YouTube. That's kind of infamous in the fan base where it goes like, you see, I'm like Sonic. Everything just kind of circles back in a loop. Not really. That doesn't work because, like, the loop still goes on to another direction, you know? No, no, because he, he tried to equate it as, like, the circle of life. <laughs> but but not in the Lion King sense. He has to understand the loop has an entrance and exit. Let's see if I could Google his name. Maybe Damn. it likes here. Uh, Dwayne and Brando? Charles Hamilton! Yeah. Okay, I was. That's the name. We, you know, speaking of fandoms, I always wanted to get like the creator of a cartoon, like I don't know, like Lauren Faust or Rebecca Sugar, and just like ask them behind the scenes, like, so what do you think of your fans? Just you know, just like I don't know, just watch them, just rant about them for like three hours, just like fuck them, fuck those crony <laughs> ass motherfuckers. I hate all of them. Holy shit! Fuck that kid who drew me as a pony. Fuck that guy. <laughs> did you see that one flash video that one guy did? I hate that guy. Fuck him. 
Fuck him too. <laughs> what is wrong with you people? Don't you have any real lives outside of this mindless cartoon? Well, really. We just thought you'd like to hear from a few of your fans. Well, I don't. Hey, Sonic. Let's race for a box of Honey Nut Cheerios. Race for the taste, the honey sweet taste of Honey Nut Cheerios. It's the honey nutty part of this complete breakfast. Hey, Sonic. How can I get as good as you? Now, Honey Nut Cheerios offers you free Sega game tips right on the box, plus a chance to instantly win a Sega Genesis with the new Dr. Robotnik or Toe Jam and Earl Panic on Funkatron. Chances of winning one in ten thousand. Check mark boxes. The thing that kind of the, the thing that kind of boggles me about the Pony fan base is how the momentum has never slowed down. It's like six years into this franchise, and there's still people pony sizing their. Personas, their avatars. There's so much fan music. It's not as popular as it was in 2011. But the people who are still into it are still very into it. Is, I think is what he's saying. I mean, uh, I wish Jim was here, or Palio, because uh, they uh, they went to BronyCon. I wonder if like if it if the it shrunk over the years or it stayed the same. Well, uh, but speaking of animation, I actually had an internship at Pixar way back in like the mid 2000s. And it was basically my wake-up call of why I wanted to switch my major. Mm-hmm. What, what if you don't mind asking me asking what happened? Just like, well, everybody has this impression that being an animator is like the greatest thing in the world. It's like you get to work with like creative people, you get to network ideas. But no, it's basically it's so much of a dictatorship where everybody is assigned, like, a certain appendage for a character. So it's like, oh, you're going to work on this kid. Um, you're going to be animating his fingers grabbing a ball. Ooh. And that's that's it. Oh, that sounds terrible. <laughs> well, it gets worse, because since this was, like, back in the 2000s, rendering stations were so primitive back then, it took hours just to render a five-minute scene. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And I remember camping out in the computer lab every day, and I was like, do I really want to mortgage my future for this? Follow your dreams. So it's like, goodbye social life. Yeah, don't become an animator. Become a storyboard artist. Animators are like, <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry, Izzy. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> no, no, go for it. Good. Say what you're going to say. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Come on, dig the hole. Say you, like, pussy. I was thinking, like, aren't animators, like, the low, the, the actual lowest of the totem pole? Really, it is. I mean, like, was that, a cleanup artist. What was that controversy with Sausage Party? Like, the animators weren't paid well or something? Um. Okay, so the rumors have it. Um, this is how fucked up the animation industry is. Because, like, I made a post talking about... Because uh, I was, I worked on a Netflix show called Kulapari, and I'm not actually credited on the show. What the fuck? And uh, yeah, that they copied and pasted the episode one cr- uh, credits throughout the whole season. So anyone that worked on episode two or later didn't get credited. And the the studio kind of like you know, oh hey, sorry about this. Here's the full credits for the whole season. It's on their website, but it doesn't really help for the whole like, oh man, I'm gonna watch Netflix and see my name in the credits. However, I'm in the I'm in the credits twice somehow. On the website, so I was so good they credited me twice. Um, but wow. but like apparently, so I, I tweeted about it, and then like my friends like don't don't do that, and I'm like, what do you mean? It's like you'll get blacklisted. And I'm like, but they made an error. I'm not allowed to be upset about that. It goes no, and so like the industry is so fucked up that like if something bad happens, like people aren't credited and people are outraged, you can get blacklisted for not talking about for, for talking about it. 
because you're seen as like a troublemaker or something. But in apparently, a lot of people had like a lot of like a really bad time working on Sausage Party because it was under budget. Um, you know, there wasn't a lot of there wasn't a big budget for it because it what it's 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 a risk. And um, you know, a lot of people were like worked overtime without extra pay and all this stuff for halfway through the production. It sounded like someone complained, and then like the union came in and like forced them to work the the correct way. So towards the halfway point. Everyone was getting paid properly, and then half the people weren't credited. Uh, there was forty-four animators, and only twenty-two, I think, got credited mm-hmm. on Sausage Party. Damn. Yeah. And they're and they're trying to be tight-lit about this. <clears throat> I mean, I, I I assume so, but um, you know, Cartoon Brew and whatever has been like talking about it, so it's not really not a hidden thing. Uh, the, the the how it got revealed that people were being mistreated was anonymously through like comment section and the Cartoon Brew section. Well, that's unfortunate because wasn't it like a new studio that was trying to branch out? Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, animation industry's fucked. But wasn't it just the last podcast? Uh, you had uh, Greenblatt talking about like being a storyboard artist or being a character designer is the only way to like have like real work, consistent real work. Uh, I think so. I don't know. This was uh, an interesting podcast because like yeah, last podcast we went from. C.H. Greenblatt, a creator of Chowder and Harvey Beaks, and now we're talking to two people with fetishes. Not, not that there's more, well, there's more to you guys than that, but really the main draw to you two. Well, Zoe's kind of just here stop, for no reason. Can, Dig can, in the hole! And stop talking. Wait, I gotta, I gotta rephrase this so I don't, like, destroy my friendship or anything. Hang on. <laughs> How many people in this podcast are you gonna make hate you? <laughs> I revoke my friendship with oh, you, Pam. No. Oh, man. Darn. I mean, that's pretty much a tough act to follow. <laughs> so this is how hard we followed. You know, it's like a roller coaster. You know, we go with C.H. Greenblatt and then we go down here with you two. <laughs> you're, you're so nice, Pam. Honestly, you are the nicest guy. So, Zoe, yeah. what's going on? You know, I, I, you, you were a little quiet, so, you know. Just, yeah, I'm always quiet. Yeah, you drawing um, anything? Oh, yeah, I, I draw. I'm yeah. drawing right now. What are you drawing? Uh, Pokemon guys. Oh, getting fucked or Maxi? Oh no, not this time. Oh, okay, oh, not, not this next. time. Other times, not yeah. This time. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. good. You know. Yeah, but which Pokemon person? Oh, um, I'm kind of trying to draw all my favorite guys: Maxi, uh, Professor Sycamore, uh, Guzma, Petrel, and uh, Faba. If you don't mention Professor Birch, I'm going to be mad. Oh, yeah, this reminds no. me, like, I remember watching those episodes of Pokemon in Mexico, the ones with Professor Birch, although in, uh, when I heard it in Spanish, uh, it kind of sounded Professor Bitch. I don't know, the way they said it. <laughs> I was like, wait, did they say Professor Bitch? <laughs> but it's so a little too close on the pronunciation, so, you know, who knows? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, but, uh... Is that all for Sonic and fetishes? Uh, Can we talk more about the diapers? Oh. If if she wants to, I guess. Zoe, tell us about the diapers. Okay, I guess I've had a question for the longest time. Hmm. Um, Are the diapers big or are they like, uh, are they like, you could just kind of wear them in plain sight? Well, they do make specially made adult baby diapers on like various types of websites and they have the same aesthetics as, like, regular baby divers with, like, the cartoons on the panels and everything. 
So they're and, mostly made incognito if you go to a, a grocery store, right? Uh, wait, are we talking about like going out in public wearing them? <laughs> no, like if you're going to go buy one in public. Oh, no, I don't buy them later. in public. They're, they're oh, so you do. Built. You get the special ones. Yeah, because that's the only way you special can is through like. the internet. Oh, okay. So you, ne- you never wear the ones from like uh, like the incognito ones? You mean like the adult diapers they sell in like <laughs> the medical section of grocery yeah. stores? Yeah. No. But here's the thing. This is going to sound kind of strange, but I have a strict preference when it comes to diapers. <laughs> um, anything like Depends or Attends, they remind me of like being in a hospital. Like Ooh. I'm dying of some sickly virus and there's nothing they can do about it. And that's not pleasant. So no. if you purchase ABDL diapers, like shameless plug here, there's AB Universe, Bambinos, Snuggies. Um, what else? Cuddles with a Z. Aww. So I'm pretty sure they're going to like the shout outs there. But um, I, just, I just imagine you like sitting down in the diaper and then wiggling your butt. Go, mm, yes, 2006, a good year. <laughs> Are you in a diaper right now? Uh... Honestly, <laughs> you don't have to answer. Oh God! Yes, I I am wearing one, but I have clothes over it. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, it's we, a weekend. Of course. Yeah, it's a we, yeah. We're not, I'm not judging. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm you know, some people kidding. just wear like diapers. Some people wear sweatpants. You know, it's totally equatable. You know, <laughs> just any of us not wearing pants at all. You know, just, <laughs> just today, I went to go. I went to cook out to go get some food. I was like, I don't want to get out of my pajamas. So I just walked in, down the street in my pajamas, my pajama see, pants, my shirt. Now, just, you see, that leads into an interesting topic because sometimes I kind of rely on diapers for convenience. And hear me out on this. I feel that it's a lot more convenient if you're going to like a movie that's two hours or like over two and a half hours long or you're going to an all-day event where bathrooms are scarce – I feel that, you know, wearing a diaper to those type of events. Do you wear special diapers, though? Yeah, but they're very absorbent, just like hospital diapers. So it's like a combination of cuteness with uh, absorbency. (laughs) Has anyone ever complained about the smell? Uh, I wear baby powder. Uh, Oh, okay. I'm, I'm learning so much today. So let's say I'm going to a concert and I'm like at the front part of the stage. I do not want to lose that spot. So mm-hmm. what do you do? You just get yourself prepared, quote unquote, and you never have to lose it. Yeah. You know, honestly, I never even thought about actually using the said diapers. Like I thought it was just like an aesthetic or touch thing. I've, it, I've kind it, of thought about it in like the convenience way. Oh my god. <laughs> Zoe, I'm sure Zoe. Zoe. They hate everything. <laughs> in convenience way. Not in a fetishy way. Carl Greenblatt, please come back to us. Well, I mean that wasn't saying like me wearing them. It was just it was just one of those things where I was like, oh, they, they actually use them too. Like uh it, I'm not like uh, it, it caught caught me off guard. Mm-hmm. Well the thing about how people equate ABDLs to like a fetish. Yeah, there's some people that kind of subscribe to that sort of thing. But for me, I'm kind of in the G-rated type of uh, part of that section because I kind of view it as just like reliving my childhood and surrounding myself in that type of atmosphere. Since, uh, believe it or not, my apartment is like half decorated like a nursery. Mm -hmm. 
So whenever I have like my ABDL friends drop by, they have that type of convenience for them. So it's kind of like, hey, you want to play in the crib? You want to play with my toys? It's it's just an atmosphere that creates something very endearing to them. That's, I mean, you know, it's, if it, if that helps, I'm I'm just learning. I'm just kind of absorbing all this information. Ha ha pun. But. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's quite all right. I mean, a lot of people are curious about the ABDL lifestyle because there's just so many subgenres of it. Yeah, subclassifications, etc. Yeah, there's like baby furs, there's like diaper furs, there's baby bronies. I, I, I feel like uh, Pan was once a uh, baby brony, but I don't oh, think he likes to talk. That has standards. <laughs> oh, shut up, Pan. Like, even I wouldn't fuck a pony. I mean, I'd fuck cartoon characters, but not a pony, you know? Hey, I had a huge crush on Princess Sally, so... I don't even remember who that okay. is. Okay. Question. Here we go. What? Um, all right, all right, Sally from uh, Sonic Sally Yam. I was thinking, like, is that a pony? Who's that? Okay, yeah. Okay, so um, do you get more excited about versions of TV shows where it's, like, the Muppets, or do you get more excited about TV shows that are, like, Muppet babies? Um, I'm pretty versatile when it comes to entertainment. In terms of just, like, returning to that type of innocent programming for preschoolers, um, I would probably watch like classic Sesame Street during the pre-Elmo era, since I, I fucking hate that character. Pre-Elmo arc. <laughs> <laughs> the pre-Elmo saga. Yeah. And okay. uh, you know, Mr. Rogers and 321 Contact, you know, classic PBS shows. And then I even go as far as like Arthur, Dragon Tales, because they're, they're really cute shows. Man. Would you ever watch? Okay, what? What? No, no. What's better, Teletubbies or the Wiggles? None. What about uh, Yo Gabba Gabba? That's actually cool because I'm a huge fan of the Aquabats. Aquabats, yeah. That's everyone's favorite stoner show. And I remember they had like a they had a meet and greet at Toys R Us a couple of years back, and it was a pretty interesting experience. Yo Gabba Gabba took my first concert virginity. <laughs> <laughs> Your first like it was the first concert I saw. How old were you? And then like, uh, oh, um, I was in high school. Okay, I was like thinking like, was this like, is Zoe this young or was this an ironic thing? That, like, <laughs> I, I was really wondering. I, oh, last year. You know, I never been to a concert. I was at one yesterday and they had like 12 punk bands playing simultaneously. Simultaneously? Mm-hmm. What the fuck? That's going to sound horrible. Well, they had like different stages from different sections, uh, so it's like you had to migrate to whoever you wanted to see. I, see. I, I like to imagine they get like competitive or um, territorial, and when they start hearing somebody playing louder, they start playing louder. Uh, like, you would think so. Fuck I, you, motherfucker. I'm picturing the Scott Pilgrim uh, fight in, from the movie with the twins. Uh, I, I recently rewatched that movie. It is so underrated. Yeah. It's so good. I mean, it came out the same day as Expendables, and what's funny is that Expendables made more money, yet nobody cares about that movie anymore. Everyone everyone still talks about Scott Pilgrim and stuff, so it had more lasting power. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's definitely one of its kind. Mm-hmm. I mean, it definitely nailed the whole video game aesthetic. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're not going to get any other movies like that ever, except, I guess, Suicide Squad tried to sort of do something similar, but not really.
right. So questions. If anybody has a question, be sure to post your question in the YouTube comments of this podcast. And be sure to start out with the word question so it's easier to find. And our first question is, your waifu is a whore. Oh, that's nice. Fuck. Question. God, I got owned on the Pizza Party podcast. Shit, he got us. I mean, someone all, all someone has to do is like rename themselves like Pan Pizza's a stupid head, and I'm forced to read it out loud. You know, like <laughs> you, you can make your username "I hate black people," and you know, I would legitly say it now. Oh no, someone's gonna take what you I said. Just said it. No, it's an example. Like you know, like if someone named themselves username "I support Donald Trump" or something, you know, someone could. <laughs> I'd be forced to say that out loud. You know. You just said it. Well, you know. I- it's a podcast. I can make a video right now. Someone could say, I think Coolsville sucks, and they would believe it because I said it out loud, but it's the username, so it's okay. But question, what's your favorite Konami game? Metal Gear games. Of course. Wow, there's so many to list. <laughs> I mean, just to refresh your memory, uh, Mystical Ninja, Bomberman, Frogger, Bonk, Silent Hill, Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh, yeah, the entire Yu-Gi-Oh card game is Konami. Zombies Ate My Neighbors, Castlevania. I'd have to say maybe Contra, Turtles in Time. Oh, yeah. I very much love all the uh, classic Konami arcade games like Contra and Turtles in Time. Mm-hmm. I beat Turtles in Time on the arcade. Always. Someone else supplied the quarters. You know, the original Metal Gear Solid from PlayStation. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm more um, to three. I Like, Metal Gear Solid Five doesn't have the best story, but technically it's a fucking masterful game. Yeah, what's sad is I haven't played any Metal Gear games, but I did play Revengeance, and it's the coolest shit ever. <laughs> Actually, there's an obscure NES game that I was a huge fan of. It's called Life Force, but it was Gradius 2 uh, in Japan. Apparently, Konami made the Grinch game for the PlayStation. Oh, boy. What? Look, we all have to sell out at some point. But did anyone ever actually like go up and play Dance Dance Revolution? I was always too self-conscious to do so, you know? I was too scared. Many too. times. Oh, man, Silent Scope. Also, I forgot, yeah, this arcade game where it was like you had a... Instead of having like a regular gun, you had like an actual sniper. And in the sniper view, it it has a tiny screen to show what the sniper is looking at. So, you know, it it was like playing an actual sniper. But one thing that was funny, I wish I could find a clip of this, but if you play the second or third uh, Silent Scope on PS2, one of the first lines is the character saying, It's showtime. Now, let's play Metal Gear for real. This time, we play Metal Gear for real. (laughs) In terms of just like, um, I'm not really into sports games, but I was addicted to Blades of Steel. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It was partially a hockey game, but also you can beat up the other opponents. Exactly. So it was like two games in one. Yeah. (laughs) Which I never understood how hockey works. Like, do just people just beat on each other until what, what's the limit for people beating on each other uh i think it's unlimited there was like constant fights you could get into you know, and like real life like what do referees when's this when do referees step in when the limbs oh go i don't on. know I'm not, i don't really follow hockey i just like the game no one does but... oh oh did you guys play tiny tune adventures buster bust loose <laughs> yeah bust my balls for for any yes. super Nintendo. Was this the Mario 3 ripoff where you slide down things? Yeah, uh, I think it was. Sure. Yeah, that's the, any, that's the NES version. Didn't they also, didn't Konami also make the Animaniacs? Yes, they did. The, the Animaniacs Super Nintendo game. Silent Hill is pretty sweet. Yeah, I remember when <laughs> that was a franchise. They made I, the biker mice from Mars game. I remember when Metal Gear was a thing. Yeah, so who's excited for Metal, Metal Gear V? 
zombies. You mean Metal Gear Survive? Whatever. Yeah, that's what it was. I'm <coughs> ready to die. We all are. I, I'm not sure if they're joking or or just like playing some elaborate trick because it just looks. Yeah. Uh, well, it's no joke. Konami just really doesn't know how to make a Metal Gear game. <laughs> nope, just pachinko machines. Yep, fucking rip. Yeah, 2G listed says, question, what, what's a cartoon you always enjoy that everyone else seems to hate or dislike? Oh, that's easy. Sad you AM. Generally liked among people. <laughs> yeah, I, no, I, th- I think that's generally not, not liked. my circle of friends. Oh, okay. Oh. Uh, it's, it's pretty beloved, though. Like, yeah. it, it is the quintessential Sonic cartoon from that's, Made in the I U.S. Guess, I guess the Sonic OVA for me, if we're going to talk like that. I, bought- I love that. Okay, I, I remember someone like talking shit about you about that, and I wasn't there at the time. But I fucking love that. I had the white VHS and everything. Shut I have up, the white Tails. VHS. I have the white VHS and the DVD, and I spent way too much money on the DVD than I care to admit in public. Indiana Jones Knuckles is the best Knuckles. <laughs> Where he can fly. <laughs> Strange, isn't it? Well, besides um, Teen Titans Go for me, but also I really like Sanjay and Craig. Everyone hates me on that, but San- I-, I find that show funny. Zoe, you got a thing you... I don't know. I'm not sure. Like, I like cartoons. I don't know, like, what the general... Uh, yeah, I try to stay away from fandoms. Like, I don't want to see what people's opinions are most of the time. I usually keep things to myself. Uh, I... I do like Dan versus a lot. I know a lot of people like it, that's, but it's that's, like... That's underrated, mostly. Nobody... It's kind of underrated, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is, I think it's just not heard of, is the problem. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it aired on the Hub channel, and unless you were My Little Pony, nobody gave a shit. But yeah, Dan Also, versus... the Aquabats Super Show was like another show that kind yeah. of was but overlooked. This, this reminds me, um, like Dan versus like it was a great show and all, and it canceled a few years ago. But what's funny is the Facebook keeps getting updated with just <laughs> some guy. I don't know, just teasing you. Just some creator always just like either posting concept art or just like talking about politics or just like hating on something going on in the world. <laughs> Which this this is what I want to do. Like if I ever have a cartoon and it cancels, like years afterwards, I just want to give the official Facebook or official Twitter or something to like the most southern fried redneck soccer mom possible, <laughs> and just let her go off just talking about how much she hates the gays or Starbucks or whatever. <laughs> oh, but Zoe, I can think of one. Monster High, since everyone gives me shit for liking it. I love that. It's, um, yes. Yeah. Love Monster High. Um, I, I really like the dolls and the designs and everything. Uh, the, 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 the shows are pretty cheesy and all, but uh, they're fun to watch. I, I like them. According to Watch Mojo, the web shorts for Monster High are among the top 10 worst Disney cartoons, along with Gravity Falls, apparently. Oh, wow. Ow. Mojo, yeah. they're. They're very reputable. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> I don't fucking know how that even got there. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> how do you make a top 10 worst Disney cartoons and put Monster High on there? That's not Disney at all. That's the third party. That's like that's like me saying, like yesterday, uh, the, the, the Disney movie Sky High played on Cartoon Network. That's like if I make a top 10 worst Cartoon Network TV movies and I put Sky High on there. That's not made by Cartoon Network. That's third party. Do your research and that won't happen. Yeah, better add Studio Ghibli to that too. Yeah. Is Studio Ghibli now a Cartoon Network show? But yeah, Monster High is great. I recently bought the video game on uh, Xbox New Ghoul in School where you can create your own monster. 
Is that game great? No, it's awful. Oh my god. Well, I mean, the cool thing is you can create your own character, and through the through the course of the game, you can give her new outfits and whatever, and then you realize there's nothing to do in this game. Like, all you do is walk around talking to other ghouls. Like, there's no... People, they don't say girl, guy or girl. They just say ghouls, you know? Girl, ghouls. You know, it's it's gender neutral. You like you can say it. Like, it's like every pony. It's gender neutral. Everyone can say it. Oh, what kind I, of goth I, ghoul did you make? I got so annoyed when everybody started saying every pony. It's just... No. Yeah. Just, You're not going to like the end of this podcast. I, I'm, glad I don't, I'm glad I don't do that. <laughs> No, I've, I've been watching your podcast, so I'm I'm prepared. Uh oh! So all you do in this fucking video game is walk around, talk to other ghouls, and uh, they say, "Hey, go get me this thing." And it's just a, it's nothing but fetch quests. All you do is do fetch quests, and there's very minimal platforming. That's the closest you got to a game is some small bits of platforming in a shitty rhythm game that appears like once every three hours or so. It's terrible, but I should talk about it. Maybe you know, just like. You know, most more of my fans need to know that I love Monster High, yeah. and hopefully that'll encourage more people to love Monster High as much as I do. You know? Yeah, Ghoulie is the best one. Yeah. I want Ghoulie <laughs> to grab me by the Ghoulies. Honk, honk. That was a video game on Xbox. That shouldn't have made me laugh. Uh, looks like we got some uh, breaking news in the animation industry. Oh, what? What is it? Um, if you guys remember Space Ghost Coast to Coast or the Brack Show or oh, Cartoon no. Planet, yeah, I, I have mm-hmm. some news to deliver. Um, oh, man. The voice of Zorax Martin Crooker just passed away. Oh, no. I did, I'm not familiar with Space Ghost, but, you know, death is, is sad. Oh, man, how can you not? The Mantis guy died. Yeah, the, ma- the, the green Mantis thing. <laughs> It's funny how Space Ghost became a thing. Like, I think more people are familiar with the talk show than the actual cartoon it's based on. Yep. It's. I mean, like, all they did was just get, like, some recycled frames from the old show and just, uh, and just turn it into, like, a sitcom. I mean, into a talk show. This kind of pushes me to my boiling point. Since 2016 is touted as, like, one of the worst years, and it's just, yeah, all these celebrities just keep dying left and right, and I just feel like... You know, you, it makes you ponder on the fragility of life, you know? <laughs> yeah. Rip in peace. I mean, like, David Bowie, Prince, it's just like, all these high acts are just dying off. Yeah, rip in peace, Martin Croker. Yeah, was he the original, did he also do the original Zorak, or no? Uh, no, he just for Space Ghost, Coast to Coast. Okay, no one cares about the original Zorak anyway. Well, we still have George Lowe and whoever does Brack. But yeah, I really want to watch Space Ghost again. The original or the, the talk show? The talk show. No one cares about the original. <laughs> Fuck the original. <laughs> I mean, I recently uh, watched some of the old episodes again. I forgot why. <laughs> no one knows um, why. This show's a mystery. But it's just, it, it's really weird. Because it's like, uh, the interviews have like a weird disconnect where like, it feels like someone asked them something and then they took their responses and then wrote what was going to be asked by Space Ghosts. Because nothing connects. That, like, the delivery, the timing, it's just like, ah, it's just awkward. <laughs> maybe, maybe that was intentional, yeah. just to add. There's that, there's Oh, no, it, it's clearly intentional, yeah. but, like, it's just a weird, like, uh, it, it, I'm just trying to figure out how they did it. Did they, because re- it's, they clearly mm. asked the questions and then re-recorded someone else's after getting the first set of questions to make it yeah. more awkward. 
There's always that awkward hum in the background. Oh, yeah. And then they try to bring it back with Cartoon Planet. They did. Well, it was mostly Breck and Zorak show, yeah. Right, but I mean, that was what people loved. Which, uh, I, I I do take inspiration from Space Ghost from how limited the animation is. I mean, it's all it's always the same three <laughs> character poses recycled over and over to make a conversation, and that's how <laughs> my pan pizza animations are. Yeah, but it's all about the delivery and the acting. Yeah. No that's one. what it is. Made it so appealing. No one cares about the animation. That's what Adult Swim was always doing. Just the early days of Adult Swim, they just got some old show nobody remembers, like C Lab Twenty Twenty, got all the animation cells and just uh, made something new out of it. Mm-hmm. Speaking of like I old mean, Adult Swim shows, there was this one that looks like it was drawn by a fucking three-year-old. Oh, uh, Twelve Ounce Mouse. <laughs> yes, that's the one. Jim loves it. You know, the early Adult Swim was like um, the reality TV of cartoons. How so? Super low budget, really quick to produce, and, you know, ratings brought in the same amount of ratings as all their stuff. Mm -hmm. So very indie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was always, Adult Swim was always very experimental, and that always influenced, like, the rest of the animation industry, I feel, which I should... I said before, but I want to make a video on why, how Adult Swim affected everything. Like an STD. I don't know. Someone told me that Adult Swim is basically a stoner laughing at their own jokes. And once someone told me that, everything made more sense. Hello, I am Space Ghost. Welcome to my show. But yeah, Monster High, Gulia. So yeah, Gulia is this zombie that, uh, you feel free to stop me anytime, Nolan, but Gulia was always this zombie girl who just, she, she doesn't speak normal English voices. She always moans, which I always like a girl that moans and does nothing but that. <laughs> feel free to stop me anytime, Nolan, you know, if you want to st- have me stop about talking about Monster High. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nolan can't speak right now because his family is over and uh, he can't talk. So- I, I'm Google searching Monster High. Is this like a? Is this kind of like a uh, a ripoff of uh, Equestria Girls? How fucking dare oh, you? Wow. Equestria Girls wow. ripped this off, you bastard! <laughs> <laughs> I don't keep yeah, track um, of this. Monster High came out at uh, in 2010, so I don't know when Equestria Girls came out, but it, it was like we, people were pretty disappointed with the quality of the dolls for from the Equestria Girls because, yeah. like, comparing to Monster High, Monster High has full articulation in the joints, mm-hmm. and well, actually now Monster High is kind of getting a little bit cheaper with budget dolls, so they're not doing that as much anymore. But uh, yeah, yeah, a lot of people were disappointed with with what they were. Yeah. Uh, but Monster High is still pretty great. Yeah, so... Uh, oh, okay, so it's a reversal. Yeah. Equestria Girls and DC Superhero Girls ripped off Monster High. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Maybe one day they'll make a, a video game of Monster High that isn't shitty, you know? <laughs> you know, to a, to entertain me, an adult. They're, they're, already, they're already, like, rebooting it, so, like, the, the, cart- the yeah. 3D uh, CGs look really... Ghoulie look- is not in it. Oh. What the fuck? Uh, I hope they make her again. And hopefully, because the competitor for Monster High is the Everly Ever After dolls or something. Oh no, that's that's the same company. That's also Mattel. Okay, okay, okay. So that's the that's the prep version of Monster High. So mm-hmm. I was watching another artist uh, YouTuber a long time ago, and they were like drawing their thing, and like, they start talking about the TV show, 
And then, like, slowly, like, how much they were talking about it, it seemed a little like he liked it too much. Oh, no. And then, like, I quickly figured out that was a paid endorsement. Oh, fuck. But, like, he didn't, like, directly say, like, you know, oh, hey, by the way, I was paid to talk about this or mention it anywhere. It was just, like, very clear and blatant. And, like, I lost a lot of trust. So I don't oh. know. That, that, when well, I think of those dolls, that's what I go to. We're pure fans. You asshole. I thought you loved Monster High, but you don't. I know. You, you don't even have a favorite ghoul. You don't even say the word ghoul. You say girl, you <laughs> asshole. <laughs> I can't believe they ruined the trust, the sanctity of Monster High. All that hope. Yeah, but I, Ghoulia, Skeleta. Oh, we should get into questions. Hang on. <laughs> okay, so maybe we'll... I got derailed there. Fuck. Maybe one day we'll have a full Monster High special episode. All right, so next question. I'll take notes. Chiliu, Kaliu. Question, what's the edgiest thing you've ever experienced? Hero is cute. Uh, I oh. keep on dyeing my hair. Oh, I, I never dyed my hair, but I should. Maybe purple, but I uh, got a homestuck tattoo too. You son of a bitch! <laughs> a homestuck tattoo. It's over. Yeah. It's over, but that tattoo will be there forever. What? What's the tattoo? It, it's uh the Pisces sign, but I'm gonna get a matching uh aspect of life on my left ankle. Well, the good thing is it's just a logo, and no one will know it's homestuck. It's Pisces. Yeah. It's uh that's one of those things that people. It's it's the month I was born in, yeah. Yeah, that's close enough. No one will know it's homestuck when you're dead and people will discover your body or whatever. Anyway, next, yeah. what's the edgiest thing you've ever experienced? This reminds me, like, back in uh, middle school, I don't know, we were running laps. Like, we had to run a mile, and uh, that always sucks. But for some reason, me and my friend Anthony, we got, in, we got angry at each other. I don't know why. And we started, like, tugging at each other's shirts or whatever. <laughs> like, we were wrestling, and, like, I ripped off part of his shirt. But he, he, while we were wrestling, <laughs> he just says, You can't beat me, Pan. I'm more dark than you. <laughs> by skin or by, like, well, in terms of, like, nerdy Kingdom Hearts, look, Kingdom Hearts came oh. out at the time, so, you know. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna break my silence for just a bit, and I pardon the noise, but that reminds me of a time my coworker told me this story. He was in gym class, and, like, this kid was being annoying and, like, egging him on, and, like, challenging him to, like, a fight or something, and then this one other kid stands <laughs> up, puts his arm in front of my coworker, and goes, I'll fight you. <laughs> Wait, some <laughs> random person? Yeah, some random friend, and then my coworker was like, dude, what the fuck was that? And he's like, I, I don't know what came over me. Oh, man. If, if you beat him, you get a redder item. So what? So the guy just walk off and just eat his meal? Yeah, in the nothing happened. No, no it, this was in school. This was in, like, a gym. Damn. Yeah. You didn't fight him afterwards? This is bullshit. Nope. Yeah, I know. How are you going to level up and get XP? Or bus fare home. But what other edgy things have you all done? I, I guess this dates when I was, like, in elementary school. My sister used to babysit me, like, three times a week. And there was this one time where she got a little aggressive with me. And she was like, uh, you better stay in that room because I'm inviting my friends over. So if you come out, something bad is going to happen. It's like, hey. So I went out I went out of my room just to get a drink of water or whatever. <gasps> And then she was like, what are you doing? And it's like, I'm just getting, what what I just tell you? It's like, you told me to stay. Yes. So get back in there. It's like, I just need to get like, get back in there or you're going to get it. And I was like, what? She pulls out a fucking butcher knife what? and starts chasing me around the house with it. Holy shit. 
Fuck, how old was she again? Uh, I was in elementary school. She was in, I think, junior high, maybe oh early God. high school. What the fuck? Yeah, it was it was very traumatic for me because that's when I stopped trusting her and I started like avoiding her at all costs because I was just afraid she was going to go psycho on me. Holy shit. Did you tell your parents? Immediately. But then the chase was actually brought outside when I was trying to, like, get help from my neighbors. But then it turned into a spectacle. <laughs> and this, she's just chasing you with a butcher knife outside or no? Yeah. She I mean, kept going? she's chasing me up and down the street. Everybody has their lights flickering on in every house. And they're just, like, watching the show go down on our, on our street. It's like, what the fuck's happening? It's like... That kid's getting chased by that, that psycho bitch. Oh, my God. Holy shit. And you looking for anyone? Did anybody do anything? No, they were just like watching and laughing and just, <laughs> Holy like, shit. just idly <laughs> sitting there, just like watching some type of spectacle go down. And it's just like, fucking help me. Oh my I'm going to be stabbed. The good thing is there were no smartphones back then. Not back then. I don't even think there was pagers. What? How old are you? Uh, <laughs> oh, never mind. Oh, never mind. I felt rude for asking. No, that no. Question. I mean, if, if it's a genuine question, then I don't yeah, know. I uh, kind of assume you're like 20 or something. 21. Uh, older than that. <laughs> oh boy. I, I think eventually she stopped because she was getting winded and there was like a bunch of cars that she was trying to avoid because she was running in the middle of the street. Oh, fuck. No one did anything. Like, did, what'd your parents say? Uh, they just basically just said, you know, just try to avoid her. I know she's going through some some phase right now. Avoid she's her? You, they're, they're the ones who hired her to babysit you. I know. So it's just like, oh, it's the whole little kid tries to tell a story and the parents don't believe him type of stick. Shit, this is like one of those shitty movies where no one believes the kid. Exactly. I mean, basically, I was just trying to tell my parents I was on the brink of murder here. Oh, my God. Did you get fairly odd parents after that? <laughs> I wish. Oh, oh, wait, you can't tell us that. OK, I understand. Oh, no. No, but it was it was very traumatic for me. And I spent years avoiding my sister because of that moment. Oh, wait, your sister. That, this was your sister. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Even worse, because if a family's trying to attack you, then there's no escape. God, it's like the good son with Macaulay Culkin and Elijah Wood. Oh, my God. Like, all, all that needed to happen was that you guys needed to somehow almost fall off a cliff and, like, your mother had to, like, carry both of you and she had to decide who to save. And, like, hopefully she would have picked you. Hopefully. I'm pretty sure she would because my sister was kind of a maniac back then. She hung out with a lot of, like, gangsters and what the punks. Fuck? She went... She went through so many different, like, phases in her junior high, high school years where she's trying to assert her popularity, but it failed miserably. God damn. But we're, we're, we're good now. I mean, we kind of reconciled our differences and, you know, I could actually tolerate her presence. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad your sister went on to be a successful musician and calls herself Mel Melanie Martinez. <laughs> 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 no, she, has a, she has a much lamer job than her believe it or not oh, no. yeah she, she just works at I don't know I don't, I don't think that company would want to want people to know that they have a person working in marketing who chased a child with a butcher knife well it was old news so you know no easy gloss over something that extreme 
I guess that's good enough to leave off on. Yeah, so I'm Pan Pizza, and this was a riveting discussion about Sonic the Hedgehog and diapers and making fun of Melanie Martinez and Monster High and stuff. Who are you people? I'm Nolan. That's Nolan. I'm Izzy. I'm Zoe Stanley. Yay. And who else? I'm Eyesight Tape. Yay. <laughs> and next video is going to be a review on Danny Phantom. So goodbye, every pony. Hey. Carl Greenblatt, please come back to us. We need a better guess. <laughs> if, if Jim finds any eggs, just tell him to throw them away. Oh, no. <sighs> Rolling around at the speed of sound. Got places to go, gotta follow, follow my rainbow. rainbow. Can't stick around, have to keep moving on. Guess what lies ahead, only one, one way, way to, to find out. out. Must keep on moving ahead. No time for guessing, follow my plan instead. Trusting in what you can't see. Take, Take my, my lead, lead I'll, I'll set, set you free. free. Follow me, set me free. Trust me and we will we'll escape, escape from, from the, the city. city. I'll make it through, follow me. Follow Set me free. Trust me and we will escape, escape from, from the, the city. city. I'll make it through. Prove it to you. Follow, Follow me. me. Oh, yeah.